afternoon. Dozens of classic cars have been destroyed in a huge fire at a warehouse complex on the northern beaches. Monavale Road was closed for hours as firefighters battled to bring the blaze under control. Taylor Aiken has the details. Good afternoon. Well, more than a dozen classic cars and decades of motoring history have gone up in flames after a storage shed caught fire at Ingleside this morning. Firefighters responded to multiple reports of thick black smoke near Monavale Road just before 9.30 this morning. It took over an hour to extinguish the blaze with firefighters managing to stop the fire from spreading to adjoining storage units. But once the smoke cleared, the extent of the damage was realised. 28 classic cars were stored in this facility, 20 of them destroyed. Some owners estimate over half a million dollars of motoring history has been lost. Some from the 60s and 70s, some more modern ones, um, but nothing could be done to save them, unfortunately. Michael Ozipov has lost four of his vehicles, including an Austin Healey, a VW Combi, a racing Renault and a 1952 V8 Studebaker, the only one in the country. It's not looking good. I think, they're, um, I think most of them are gone, I'd say. I rebuilt the Austin Healey. Had a lot of my DNA on it, but, you know, it can't be helped, I guess. Tony White spent three years restoring his single-cab combi ute. It was his pride and joy. Yeah, it is a pretty special one, yeah. So uh, I've been a combi enthusiast for years, and, yeah, this one yeah, meant a lot. Police declaring the shed a crime scene as forensics got to work. Fire investigators are now working to determine what sparked this blaze. For some owners, they will begin the insurance claims process, but for others, all they're left with is memories. Thank you, Taylor. Well, Westpac has issued a gloomy prediction on interest rates, saying homeowners are in for another three hikes by May. Network Finance Editor Gemma Acton's here with us this afternoon. Gemma, what's prompted this new warning? Good afternoon, Sal. Well, the Reserve Bank Governor Philip Lowe has made it clear in his recent testimonies in Canberra that there's still a lot of work to do to bring inflation back under control. For anyone hoping this month's rate rise would have been one of the very last, that view now looks overly optimistic. Now that Westpac is forecasting a final cash rate of 4.1%, it brings it back in line with the latest predictions from ANZ and NAB. Only the Commonwealth still believes interest rates are set to stay below 4% this year. On a brighter note, though, Sal, the banks all seem to think the higher rates won't last much more than a year. The Commonwealth expects the Reserve Bank to start cutting rates later this year, while Westpac sees interest rates dropping back below 3% in early 2025. Sal. Well, We'll tell. All right, thanks for that, Gemma Acton, there for us. Today marks one year since Russian President Vladimir Putin ordered his troops into Ukraine, sparking a bloody war which has claimed the lives of more than a quarter of a million soldiers and civilians. Live to political reporter Rob Scott in Canberra. Afternoon to you, Rob. Now, Australia has stood with Ukraine since the beginning and has announced it's sending more military aid. Yeah, that's right, Sally. We are donating drones worth $33 million to boost Ukraine's battlefield capability. That now takes the total value of Australia's military support so far to $510 million. The government's also imposing another raft of financial sanctions and travel bans on 90 people and 40 entities complicit in Russia's aggression. Now, that announcement coincides with the graduation of the first 200 Australian-trained Ukrainian recruits, part of a wider UK-led multinational training program.
Today, I pay tribute to the people and leadership of Ukraine. We again say to President Putin, stop this war now. Withdraw your forces now. To thank Australia for its support, the First Lady of Ukraine sent a special message down under today. Here's a little bit of that. We feel your support because there are also no orders or distances for help and compassion. I believe that humanity and mutual assistance will prevail. We will win together with you. Thank you. And Rob, overnight the United Nations passed a resolution calling on Russia to immediately withdraw from Ukraine. It did, Sally. Australia joined 140 other countries at the UN General Assembly demanding Russia end hostilities. But seven nations voted against that resolution, including China, arguing the West was inflaming tensions by arming Ukraine. NATO is now warning China may be on the verge of sending weapons to Russia. That would be a red line which would redefine the conflict and world politics. This war is an attack on sovereignty and it is an attack on the UN Charter. So we would urge China uh, to do all it can uh, to not only not escalate this conflict, uh, but to end it. As the war moves into its second year, Ukraine's ambassador to Australia is calling for more military aid from the West, including tanks, missiles and fighter jets. Sally? All right, thanks very much, Rob. And the world is marking the anniversary of the war with landmarks such as the Eiffel Tower lit up in the colours of Ukraine's flag. Portugal's parliament in Lisbon also turned blue and yellow in a display of solidarity. And protesters in London painted the streets around Russia's embassy. A sombre move in Kyiv where midnight church bells marked one year since the invasion. stark contrast to the fireworks in Moscow for Russia's Red Army Day, which fell on the eve of the first anniversary of the invasion. Police have run into a wall of silence investigating the fatal stabbing of a young man at Roselands last night. As many as 10 people witnessed the attack, but no one's given up the killer. Bill Hogan has more. Good afternoon. Well, neighbours say that Leonard Reserve is a popular place for children to come and play, but last night it was the scene of a vicious brawl where one man was stabbed to death. Police were called to Roselands around 9.50 last night to reports of fighting on Chapel Street. A 24-year-old man was found wounded on the ground. Officers began performing CPR, but he died at the scene. The entire park and street has been taped off, police racing to track down the offenders last seen running up Myers Street. This is obviously a very concerning event. It's occurred in a local family park where a young man has lost his life. Um, we are appealing to anybody. We know that there were a number of people there at the time and we know that they know what happened and the reasons why it happened and we are appealing for those people to come forward. Moments after the attack, half a dozen men arrived at the scene clearly distressed and hurling abuse at the police guarding the zone. The body of the man remains at the scene. Forensics examining a large area surrounding the park to try and track down those involved. Police would like to speak to anybody that may have been in the vicinity last night and has answers to why this took such a deadly turn. New details have emerged about a major spy ring operating in Australia for more than a year. ASIO Chief Mike Burgess revealed this week his agency had dismantled and expelled what he called a hive of spies 
as part of a major counter-espionage operation. It's being reported the foreign agents were Russian, posing as diplomats operating out of several locations, including the Russian embassy in Canberra. Their aim was to recruit Australians with access to top-secret information to steal classified data.